Today on Spiritual Awakening Radio, a presentation about the Book of the Odes, the would-be Book of New Testament Psalms, the lost hymnal of the New Testament and early Christianity. Originally composed in Syriac Aramaic during the first century AD by the same spiritual community that composed and studied the Gospel of John, John the Revelator's book, the Book of Revelation, the Acts of John, Letters of John, Repose of John, and other Johnine literature. The Book of the Odes is a shining example of a category of literature known as apocryphal writings or extra-canonical scriptures, or sometimes referred to as lost books of the Bible. The Book of the Odes is one of the greatest apocryphal scriptures of the West, right up there with the Gospel of Thomas, a collection of the sayings of Jesus, and the Gospel of Mary Magdalene. The hymn book of the early church, the lost Psalms of the New Testament, today on Spiritual Awakening Radio. My name is James Bean. It is my pleasure to share about the Book of the Odes, to present a program exploring the Book of the Odes, the would-be Book of New Testament Psalms, the lost hymns of the New Testament, the lost hymns of early Christianity. The Book of the Odes I consider to be one of the most important texts in this category of extra-canonical scriptures, sometimes referred to as apocrypha or lost books of the Bible. The Book of the Odes in this category of literature, I think, is one of the most impressive texts, one of the most impressive lost scriptures of the Western world. Right up there in significance and status as a collection of the sayings of Jesus known as the Gospel of Thomas, as well as the Gospel of Mary Magdalene. Giving us a glimpse of spiritual practice and devotion in the earliest times. The Book of the Odes originally was composed in Syriac Aramaic, sometime during the latter part of the first century AD and was studied as scripture in places like Antioch and Edessa, Syria. It is a product of the John community. It was studied by the same community that venerated the Gospel of John, Letters of John, Book of Revelation, Repose of John, Acts of John, and other Johnine texts from ancient times, a community very fond of art, poetry, chant, music, and devotion, a tradition that I call the way of the lover and the beloved. It's a very beautiful scripture, a very important lost book, once considered scripture by many in ancient times. Sometime during the second century, someone decided to combine the Book of the Odes with an Old Testament apocryphal or pseudepigraphical text called 
the Psalms of Solomon. To make a larger hymn book, you can kind of see why they might do that. The odes are very much influenced by the book of Psalms, and so when you have another collection of Psalms attributed to Solomon, put those together and you have a very interesting and larger collection of hymns. The problem is that as people died off, as manuscripts changed hands, as decades turned to centuries and whizzed past, knowledge was lost about the odes, and people started to think of the odes as part of a collection perceived to be the book of the odes and the psalms of Solomon. It became a mislabeled, misunderstood text that for some strange reason became associated with Solomon, even though it has absolutely nothing to do with Old Testament apocrypha or Old Testament pseudopographical literature. It is a book of early Christianity. But it got associated with Solomon and is now known as the Odes of Solomon. And it became associated with four other books. People had an understanding that there were five books attributed to Solomon, and these books were included in the Sahidic Bible of Egypt. But of course, from bad to worse, someone comes along and recognizes that the Odes are not really associated with Solomon, and therefore rejects them on that basis. Instead of having the spirit of a scholar asking questions like, where does this book come from? And trying to trace back its true origins, recognizing the great spiritual depth to be found in the Odes. So, unfortunately, the Book of the Odes becomes this misnamed, mislabeled scripture that eventually is rejected because of the earlier mislabeling, and then it becomes misplaced, becomes lost. And what was essentially a collection of New Testament psalms gets forgotten about by many. Not by everyone. There's always been a few people interested in apocryphal scriptures, and some in monasteries collect writings and contemplate wisdom in books like the Odes of Solomon. Out of all of the apocryphal writings I've collected, I think the Odes is the most beautiful. It is the would-be book of New Testament Psalms, the Book of the Odes has been described as the first known hymn book of early Christianity. One scholar said of the Odes, Here are some of the most beautiful songs of peace and joy that the world possesses. Bentley Layton, another scholar, describes the Odes as being scripture. They were considered to be inspired scripture and were chanted or sung by Christians who lived in Syria and around Mesopotamia about 2,000 years ago. The odes remind me of Rumi or Sufi love poetry in the tradition of the lover and the beloved. They also remind me of the Sikh scriptures of India. Many have adopted the practice of contemplating the verses of the odes and report 
being brought to a deeper level of love and devotion, being caught up in a love affair with God, the ocean of love. That's also been my experience. I was greatly influenced by the Book of the Odes, as well as another small book called Metaphysical Meditations by Paramhansa Yogananda. My attraction to those two books would foreshadow an eventual interest in other volumes of the mystics of the East, the Sikh scriptures of India known as the Adi Granth, and other lovers of the beloved waxing poetic with bhakti or love and devotion, such as Namdev, Mirabai, Tukaram, Kabir, Guru Nanak. Countless are the lovers of the beloved. This tradition of the lover and beloved also develops in other directions. For instance, St. John of the Cross and Teresa of Avila in the West had something very similar. So you can kind of understand how many in ancient times thought of the Odes perhaps as having something to do with Solomon or the Song of Songs, a kind of romantic love affair with God. It's kind of a logical thing that a collection of hymns like the Odes, greatly influenced by the Book of Psalms, would get associated with Psalms of Solomon. And as I mentioned, they were associated with one of five books attributed to Solomon, included in the Sahidic Bible of Egypt. It was perceived that there were five books attributed to Solomon. But unfortunately, it's not historically true that the Odes have anything whatsoever to do with Solomon, so they were rejected and discarded. They were misplaced. But the long-lost Book of the Odes got rediscovered by J. Rendell Harris back in 1909 amongst a pile of old Syriac Aramaic manuscripts that had been brought to England from the Middle East and tossed into the corner of his office. The manuscript's opening leaves were gone, and one of the 42 odes in the set, Ode 1 and Ode 2, were missing. But Ode number 1 was already known from another text, in Coptic, known as Pistis Sophia, the Book of Faith Wisdom, that quoted Ode number 1. After the discovery of portions of the Odes of Solomon in Pistis Sophia, scholars searched to find more complete copies of these most intriguing texts. And as I mentioned, in 1909, James Rendell Harris discovered a pile of forgotten leaves from a Syriac manuscript lying on a shelf in his study. Unfortunately, all he could recall was that they came from, quote, the neighborhood of the Tigris River, unquote. That takes us back to Iraq and takes us to a location where there were many Syriac Orthodox Christian monasteries and libraries associated with those monasteries, which, of course, uh, of course, have been around Mesopotamia, Iraq, and the Persian Gulf for many centuries, and are still there in some cases. So, most certainly, the Book of the Odes came from an Orthodox Syrian library, a Christian library 
in Iraq and made its way to England where it got translated. The odes were almost certainly composed in Syriac, probably in the latter part of the first century AD, most likely in northern Syria, in the John country, the John community, Antioch, Edessa, Syria, or some nearby center related to those. Their tone is predominantly Jewish, though with seeming Christian overtones. The Book of the Odes is so old that it actually gives us the exact moment in terms of literature where Judaism becomes Christianity. These are songs about the Messiah, and if you read the Book of the Odes, for the first time in all of history, the face of Christ appears. It's that document that represents the beginning of Christianity. In this segue from Malachi to Matthew, there's a whole vast literature of writings, and the book of the Odes represents Messianic Judaism gone Christian. The book of the Odes is greatly influenced by the Hebrew book of Psalms, It's also greatly influenced by the teachings of the teacher of righteousness, the master of Qumran, the Dead Sea Scroll, or Essene community, and the hymns of the Essenes as well. But more messianic, more Christian, with some actual references to stories from the Gospels, it represents that that convergence of Essene Judaism with the beginnings of Christianity and is an absolutely fascinating text of great historic importance. The Book of the Odes consists of 42 psalms. They are believed to have originated in Antioch or Edessa and many believe the Odes to be Christian. For example, James Charlesworth believes them to be quote, the earliest Christian hymn book. And that's a quote found in The Odes of Solomon, translated by James Charlesworth, one of the translations of the Odes that are available. There are many parallels between the Book of the Odes and the Dead Sea Scrolls, as I mentioned, and many parallels with the John literature, or Johnine literature, the Gospel of John, Book of Revelation, Letters of John, Acts of John, the Book of the Repose of John, all of that kind of literature. It is a very beautiful collection of hymns that is very spiritual, and I would say the Odes is a bit more influenced by Essene Judaism than the composer of the Gospel of John was. They both were but the Odes is a bit Jewish. In fact, some scholars have argued that some of the Odes may actually predate Christianity and seem to be very Jewish, very similar to the hymns of the Dead Sea Scrolls with references to the Holy Spirit. Now, some might say if if a text has references to the Holy Spirit, that sounds pretty Christian. But if you study the Dead Sea Scrolls, there are references to the Holy Spirit in there too. 
there's been some debate about the odes. Some of them are clearly Christian-influenced and represent the very beginning of Messianic Judaism becoming Messianic Christianity. It is the, the literature where that segue from Judaism to Christianity can be found. And all of a sudden, Jesus manifests in the odes, especially some of the more Christian-sounding odes. Now, before I delve into the spiritual contents and do readings and commentary based on the odes, I want to share about an ancient image of an odist with their hands extended in a kind of praise or worship posture that essentially also turns the human body into a kind of living cross or Christian symbol. Google Orants figure, O-R-A-N-T-S, the Orants figure. You'll see this ancient fresco that dates sometime back to between 200 and 400 A.D., discovered in the catacomb of Priscilla in Rome, one of the earliest examples of Christian art, one of the first Christian paintings, one of the oldest ones thus far to be discovered. The Vatican has released this. In the catacombs of Priscilla are known to be held the earliest depictions of the Madonna and Child, and there is a tiny fresco of Mary nursing Jesus dating back to approximately 230 A.D. What's causing a huge stir, though, is that there are two scenes depicting a kind of female priesthood. It shows female priests with arms outstretched, one showing a group of women celebrating a banquet and another a woman in a robe-like attire with hands up, similar to a priest practicing worship. And whatever was going on, whatever is being depicted in those images from that particular catacomb, what stands out to me is the image of the person with their hands raised because that is an iconic image, a very ancient image that dates back further in time, dates all the way back to the first century AD. In fact, as we read in the book of the Odes, Ode 27, I extended my hands and approached my Lord, for the expansion of my hands is his sign, and my extension is the upright cross that was lifted up on the way of the righteous one. And from Ode 35, we find this verse, I spread out my hands in the ascent of myself, and I directed myself towards the Most High, and I was redeemed through him. So, the Odist is described in the Book of the Odes as someone with their hands outstretched, as symbolizing a cross, but it is a devotional or bhakti posture of praise or worship, if you will. So that Orant's image, for me, reminds me of the Book of the Odes and the description of those worshippers described in the Book of the Odes, depicting that ancient image that goes back to 
the Odes of Solomon. You're hearing Spiritual Awakening Radio. My name is James Bean. After the break, let's dive in. Let's explore the spiritual contents, do readings and commentary, exploring the depths and heights of the Book of the Odes, the early hymn book of Christianity composed in Edessa or Antioch, Syria, in the region of the John community. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the Odes of Solomon edition of Spiritual Awakening Radio. A word about books. In a minute I'll give you my email address and text message number because you can get a list, a book list of various translations of the Book of the Odes and links to the Odes of Solomon online. But first, a word about John Davidson's book about the Odes. Radhaswami initiate John Davidson has authored a very fine book on the spiritual practices of those who composed the Odes, It's a book called The Odes of Solomon, Mystical Songs from the Time of Jesus, an inspiring collection of early Christian devotional poems as vibrant as the day they were written. Lost for 1900 years but rediscovered by Cambridge biblical scholar J. Rendell Harris in 1909, they are here interpreted for the general reader for the first time by John Davidson. These intriguing, lyrical, and often beautiful poems speak of the soul's experiences as it traverses the universal mystic path of the creative word, or logos. Written within a generation of Jesus' lifetime, the Odes of Solomon provide precious indications of the true nature of the spiritual path he taught. The Odes of Solomon, Mystical Songs from the Time of Jesus a book on this subject by John Davidson. There is a translation of the Odes at the Gnosis Library at gnosis.org. There are several translations at the website earlychristianwritings.com. There are other books worth mentioning. The Apocryphal Old Testament, edited by H.F.D. Sparks, published by Clarendon Press at Oxford University Press. What can I say? It's called Odes of Solomon, a mislabeled, misplaced book, and that's why it's included in a collection, in someone's collection of Old Testament pseudopographical and apocryphal writings. Just the way it is. We have to put up with that. There is a book called The Gnostic Bible, edited by Willis Barnstone and Marvin Meyer, that includes a translation, a very nice English translation of many 
of the Odes. That's a great book to have if you like apocryphal writings. The Gnostic Bible, edited by Willis Barnstone and Marvin Meyer. Loving Grace Ministries in Lafayette, New Jersey, used to publish a small volume of the Odes of Solomon. Perhaps they still do. And there's a translation called The Odes of Solomon by James H. Charlesworth. That's also quite wonderful. I have at my online e-library references to various books and links to The Odes of Solomon online. Send me an email with the word Odes in the subject line, and I'll send you information on The Odes of Solomon, links and lists of books translations of the odes. My email address is james at spiritualawakeningradio.com james at spiritualawakeningradio.com or send me a text message and in your text message mention something about the odes and include your email address when texting this number 508 603 9381 508 603-9381 or email james at spiritualawakeningradio.com Visit my website. There's a donate button at the website. There are links to my blogs, daily spiritual quotes at social media, Facebook, Tumblr, Twitter, blogs at WordPress and Blogger. Lots to be found at my website, spiritualawakeningradio.com including links to podcasts that are available of this program. And now for a reading from the Book of the Odes. This is from Ode number 12 and reminds me of the Gospel of John. Odes of Solomon, the Book of the Odes, the would-be book of New Testament Psalms, misnamed and mislabeled misplaced and lost long ago. He filled me with words of truth that I might speak the same. Like the flow of waters, truth flows from my mouth and my lips reveal its harvest. And it gives me the gold of knowledge, for the mouth of the Lord is the true word and the door of his light. And the highest one gave the word to his worlds, which interpret his own beauty, recite his praise, confess his thought, are heralds of his mind, are instructors of his works. For the swiftness of the word is ineffable, and like his statement are its swiftness and sharpness. Its course knows no end, it never fails, it stands, its descent and its way are incomprehensible. Like his work is its end, for it is the light and the dawn of thought, and through the word worlds converse. The mouth of the highest one spoke to them, and he was made clear by his word. The dwelling place of the word is man, and its truth is love.
You're hearing the Odes of Solomon edition of Spiritual Awakening Radio. Many more readings and commentary coming up after these messages. readings from the New Testament Psalms, the Book of the Odes. This is a kind of self-description of what's going on here with this collection of early Christian hymns. Let the singers or odists sing the grace of the Lord Most High, and let them bring their songs, and let their heart be like the day and their gentle voices like the majestic beauty of the Lord. And may there not be anyone who breathes that is without knowledge or voice. For he gave a mouth to his creation to open the voice of the mouth towards him and to praise him, confess his power, and declare his grace. That's a reading from Ode Number 7. The Book of the Odes sometimes refers to odes in the text and sometimes refers to odists. This is a collection of hymns originally sung or chanted in Syria, also Egypt and other places too. I would say that the most likely form of music that resembles the odes as they once were chanted in Syria would be Syrian Orthodox chant. You can find some of that online at YouTube. Syrian Orthodox chant is very old, very ancient, a very ancient sound. The odes would have sounded much like that. Check that out at YouTube in order to get a sense of the beauty, the ancient sound that the odes would have. The text simply refers to odes being composed and those devotees who chant them are sometimes called odists. It's really very much like the Indian term bhakta, or devotee, premi, lover, the lover of the beloved, someone who devotes much time to the singing of hymns. Odists are like that. They are a kind of Western ancient example of premis and bhaktas, lovers of the beloved, singing hymns of praise and chanting the many names of the Most High. Supreme Lord. That's what an odist is. And although this collection is not really the Odes of Solomon, despite the fact that that name has stuck so well, I would say the Book of the Odes is a worthy title for this ancient collection. 
Another reading from the Book of the Odes. Ode number 36. I rested on the spirit of the Lord, and she lifted me up to heaven, and caused me to stand on my feet in the Lord's high place before his perfection and glory, where I continued glorifying him by the composition of his odes. The Spirit brought me forth before the Lord's face, and, because I was the Son of Man, I was named the Light, the Son of God, because I was the most glorified among the glorious ones and the greatest among the great ones. For according to the greatness of the Most High, so she made me, and according to his newness he renewed me, and he anointed me with his perfection and I became one of those who are near him. And my mouth was opened like a cloud of dew, and my heart gushed forth like a gusher of righteousness, and my approach was in peace, and I was established in the spirit of providence. From the Book of the Odes, that was Ode number 36. There is no hard way where there is a simple heart. Good thought finds no wounds. Nor is there any storm in the depths of illuminated thought, surrounded on every side by the beauty of open country, one is free of doubt. Below is like above. That's from Ode number 34. This is from Ode 9. Open your ears and I shall speak to you. Give me yourself so that I too may give you myself. From Ode 12 of the Odes of Solomon. The book of the Odes describes an ascension process, the ascension of the soul to the Most High. There are references to the Divine Word or Logos. There are references to Divine Light being seen. There are references to the soul ascending through many different realms to reach the Most High, the Supreme Lord. Descriptions of the Supreme Being are all love, very much in accord with other mystics that describe the Supreme Being as an ocean of love and all consciousness. Being a collection of hymns, praise, worship, love, and devotion are very much the focus of the Odes of Solomon and suggests something of the lifestyle of the Odists, those lovers of the Beloved, those Bhaktas, those Premis, those devotees, who spent much time in prayer and meditation and composed these hymns. And as I mentioned earlier, this is a wonderful Western example of a practice which continues to this day a bit further to the east. There are many collections of similar 
hymns of love and devotion composed by Namdev Kabir, Guru Nanak. Countless are the lovers of the beloved. Later in this Syriac tradition of Mesopotamia, there were others who composed similar type hymns as well. One could devote programs to those great saints as well. Stay tuned for more Spiritual Awakening Radio coming up. Every week, Spiritual Awakening Radio explores the world of spirituality, comparative religion, and books, including sacred texts and spiritual classics of the East and the West. If you'd like to receive more information on the Odes of Solomon, various translations of the Odes, I can send links to you. If you'd like to see the image I referred to earlier, the catacomb image, the ancient image depicting someone in this Odes of Solomon posture of praise with hands lifted. If you'd like to see a page of Syriac Aramaic, if you'd like to see an ancient manuscript, a page of this language, the original language of the Odes, I can send that to you. If you'd like to receive links to various books, I can send that information. If you'd like to hear what the odes would have sounded like, I have links to various Syriac chant albums and Maronite Christian chant from the Middle East that very much resembles the sound of the odes. If we could go back in time and hear them being chanted in places like Antioch and Edessa, Syria, perhaps locations in Egypt as well, because another edition of the Odes was discovered at a monastery, a Syriac monastery in Egypt. So the Odes have had a fairly wide circulation, or once upon a time did, during the early centuries A.D. I can send links to many things. Just send me an email with the word Odes in the subject line, send an email to this address, james at spiritualawakeningradio.com or a text message to this number and in your text message include your email address. Then I've got all the room I need to send you things. The text message can go to this number, 508-603-9381. 9381. My name is James Bean. The website is spiritualawakeningradio.com where you'll find links to my daily hangouts online at Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, blogs at WordPress, and elsewhere. There's a donate button on my website and links to various articles I've written. I have a library, an e-library of spiritual books, lots to be found by following the links at spiritualawakeningradio.com. Follow the links and follow the buttons and click on the tabs and you can hear podcasts of this program and read lots of things. Pack a lunch because there's a lot there. I believe in 
a lot of online content making that information freely available. The Book of the Odes, I think, is an example of one of the most important spiritual texts from the early years of Christianity and puts positive in a positive light this genre known as apocryphal writings or lost books of the Bible because the Book of the Odes is a very shining example of that, a very impressive and very spiritual collection of important hymns. Now, if you're interested in companion literature, other books from the same folks, there are other Johnine texts, the Acts of John, the Repose of John, of course, the Gospel of John, There is also a kind of sequel to the Gospel of John that was quite popular for a time as well. If you're interested in the Jewish roots, the Hebrew roots of early Christianity, and wish to learn more about this original Jewish-Christian group, they had other writings too. They had other scriptures. There's the Gospel of the Hebrews. Earlier I shared a passage from the Book of the Odes which describes the Holy Spirit in feminine terms. That's because the Hebrew word ruha is feminine. And that's also true in some of the other books used by this same Hebrew Christian group. Uh, There is a book called The Gospel of the Hebrews, which does the very same thing, refers to the Holy Spirit in the feminine. If you're interested in the Jewish roots of Christianity, If you're interested in the vegetarianism of the early Christian movement, interested in the Sabbath keepers, those Saturday Sabbath keepers of the early centuries, there's the Gospel of the Hebrews, there's the Gospel of the Ebionites. Of course, today's focus is the Book of the Odes, the hymn book. There's the Gospel of Thomas, a collection of 114 sayings and parables of Jesus related to the Q document, the Gospel of Q, which is yet another text. If you're interested in the Clementine homilies, that is a huge collection, a kind of book of the Acts of the Hebrew Christians and their Ebionite children and grandchildren. Those writings are online. I have a page at my e-library dedicated to Gospel of the Hebrews and Jewish-Christian-oriented writings. There's also something called the Syriac Fathers on prayer and the spiritual life. In the Syriac East, you have many saints and mystics, Ephraim the Syrian, and a whole galaxy of mystics and saints around Mesopotamia. And some of their writings have been translated into English for the very first time by Professor Sebastian Brock, who has several books that have been published representing writings in Syriac Aramaic from the 4th through the 8th centuries AD. And dare I mention the Jesus Sutras of China, which were founded by Syrian missionaries traveling further to the east. The truth of the matter is, there are many writings in Syriac. There's the Acts of Thomas and other Syriac books of Acts, and some of that has some beautiful poetry and spiritual verses, too. Truth be told, the Syriac East 
has some of the most interesting literature of the Christian tradition. Too bad nobody knows about it. It's almost a well-kept secret. Send me an email. I'll send you links to some of these things I've been referring to here, including the Syriac Fathers on Prayer and the Spiritual Life, Gospel of the Hebrews, Gospel of Thomas, and other writings. I have articles on the vegetarianism of the original Jesus movement. Send me an email at this address, james at spiritualawakeningradio.com or a text message to this number, 508-603-9381. Thanks for listening to the Odes of Solomon edition of Spiritual Awakening Radio. Mm-hmm.